All right, everyone, welcome back to episode five of The Chase. Uh, we're going to go over some bear hunting success stories and some preparation. You said welcome back. Yeah, like they haven't been here before. We haven't started episode <laughs> five yet. Be like, what up, yo? You said welcome back to episode five. Did that bother you? Because it bothered me. I was just going to go with it, but yeah. Welcome back to a place you've never been before. Say what up. This it's, is uh, it's not easy sitting in the driver's seat, you jerks. It's I, not easy. I, I, well, I, you don't have to drive. You I just have, volunteer for it. You I realize complete, that, right? I have No, you are in the driver's seat. I have complete trust in you. All right, let's do this. All right. Aaron, do your thing. Cool. You ready? Hit. That's a hit. All right, welcome to the Chase Outdoors podcast. We are on episode five today. We are discussing some bear hunting success stories and becoming more prepared for uh, your next bear hunt. I got a few of my good friends in studio back with me. I got Josh Kirchner, the dialed in hunter, to my left, Dylan Curry. Cole Kemp and I want to today I want to get Cole Kemp's spring bear hunting story I want to get Josh's recent it's technically a spring bear hunt yeah, but I yeah. would categorize, categorize it more as like a, a summer. summer bear hunt uh Cole took his bear in late April and Josh recently just took his and we are late June right now going into July so I just want to interrupt with one comment that I think is pretty hilarious that my mother's like who who's that Josh guy? You know the dial-up hunter. And I'm like, <laughs> he probably has high-speed internet. But oh the dial-up hunter. Dial-up hunter. Oh, that's good stuff. So it's good to get all you guys back in here, man. It's been a while since we had everybody in the room and recording live. So I'm excited. I got some questions I'm going to mix in as we go through that I've gotten from some of the listeners. So if I interrupt you mid-story, don't be surprised. And I just got a question to ask. Let's jump into this a little bit. Cole Kemp, I'm going to call on you first. I want to hear your story about your recent over-the-counter bear hunt, like I said. Uh, took place in late April. You guys have heard us talk about it on some previous episodes, but we kind of all backpacked into some wilderness out here in Arizona, and Cole took his first black bear. Cole, why don't you start us off from the beginning of the hunt, maybe um, how you were feeling going on this first hunt. Did you think you were going to get a bear? Uh, where were you at mentally when you know this bear kind of bear hunt kind of started? Well, I'm going to totally interrupt before this, before Cole starts at the beginning of the hunt, because you really got to start at like two, three weeks prior to this of me harassing Cole to actually want to do this hike to go to this place. (laughs) Are you sure we're going to see something? Are you sure that bears live there? I'm like, well, we're going to find out. It's going to be fun. You got to get there first. That's the truth, too, because I mean, I had coming into this one, I had um, a draw tag that actually drew a bear tag for the archery, you know, actual um, spring hunt. So I was reluctant to even buy an over-the-counter tag at that point. So really, I mean, I didn't, you know, go down to the to the, to the the sporting goods store to get my tag until literally the day before we departed for that hunt. I mean, I was just, I was going in as a mule, you know, <laughs> not thinking we'd see bears um, and that it was just going to be, you know, a good time with some good friends. You know, I'm lucky enough to, to you know, meet Josh on that hunt. And so, so I didn't really, know, I didn't know. Dylan had to talk you into going, but I actually, now I'm looking both, back both at Coles, it. Both Coles. Yeah. Both Coles. Both Coles were with us during that hunt, and both of them were like, 
are you sure? Because like That's anytime funny. we go anywhere with you, we come back and we can't walk. Yeah. <laughs> no, exactly. And I mean, I just yeah. I looked at it and I was like, you guys are talking about like the elevation gain, and I mean, I've backpacked before, but I was like, I don't know if I'm really up for it. You know, it's 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 summertime. You know, work's been hot. I just I don't know if I really want to go spend a weekend doing that. You know. So and with the, that being said, I mean, you're going into that that bear hunt specifically. I don't think you had in your mind you're going to kill your first bear. None. None at all. And then you didn't even take your own rifle. I, I didn't. <laughs> seriously, I didn't. I mean, that's how prepared I was. You know, I've been shooting uh, my bow. You were bow the only person there without, without your own, own rifle. Well, because the thing is, is, is like, you know, you know, for Christmas, I asked for, you know, an archery target that looked like a bear. So I could practice for this archery tag. You know, I got my bow, you know, all set up. And, and I was, you know, looking forward to the springtime to be going out on the weekends and, right. and hunting that archery tag, really. So I had no ambition. You know, my rifle wasn't sighted in. I didn't even have, you know, bullets or a round or anything like that <laughs> prepared for a rifle. And so, you know, I, I hit up Dylan. I was like, hey, can you, uh, can you bring a rifle for yeah, me? You know, I've, shot his rifles, I've shot his rifles before, and, you know, I killed javelinas with them. So I was, you know, totally confident in his, in his, in his firearm to, if I was given the opportunity to, right. to take a bear and then realistically you know i'm working the next day and we start this little group chat and uh josh is like guys i just saw you know what was it two or three bears like before we got up there josh something we missed though going into this is josh is in this spot looking at these bears but this is a spot that i hadn't been to previously i hadn't been that deep i'd hunted the face of the mountain on the other side aaron and i had hunted the other side of the ridge line, basically, it's 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 a large ridge going up to this spot. Me and him had hunted it several times together and and on our own over the course of several years, seen bears in the area, and we'd always been like, we gotta go over the mountain. We got we gotta <laughs> see what's on the other side. Well, we the bears would kind of come over the top of the mountain, hang around at the top, and then go right back over to the other side. And it was always too far yeah. to make exactly. it happen. And, and we knew that uh, Josh had been hunting the unit somewhere in the unit and it's like josh asked asked me prior it's like where are you going to go and it's like well one of two spots either the spot that me and aaron had been scouting prior in it, earlier in the year and we had put a trail camera out we were really optimistic about the feed and and how it looked on that specific spot and the exposures that we that we had and, and how you know all the landscape looked like it was going to be right in a few weeks to hunt that specific area and it's like, well, we can go here where we've been, or we can go to this other spot and walk into it. And it's like, eventually, of course, we decided to walk into the place and convince Josh to meet us up there. So I want to add that the Arizona this time of year is offering really two different bear hunts. There is an over-the-counter. You can purchase this tag uh, for a resident. It's 25 bucks. I can't remember what a non-resident is. You guys know off the top of your head? It's not very expensive. 150. 150 bucks. So there is an over-the-counter spring hunt. Starts in April and goes. Uh, Starts the last Friday. Last part in March. Last part in March, March right? And and goes through the end of April. Anybody that kills a bear in March, man, they they really got it figured out. I don't think <laughs> yeah. that's happening. No, seriously. So, but that over-the-counter opportunity exists. You can't apply for a draw off to hunt. Uh, you know, more central Arizona or southern Arizona units, uh, and they are basically. 50 hunters get the tag and um really just depends on the draws but i think people should look into that but the -the over-the-counter opportunity is there in the spring to do this so before we segue a little bit into the stories 
if we want to go out on a bear hunt, what are we looking for? Feel free, anybody to answer this. What is somebody that maybe hasn't done a spring bear hunt? So like you said, we scouted, we kind of knew what we wanted to hit. Josh, you want to give us a little input on like, so we're going out on a spring bear hunt. What is something that somebody should consider terrain wise, where these bears might be, or, or is there a slope we should be looking for? Is there a feed that we should be specifically looking at? So there's the, the two big words that come to mind is elevation and feed. Okay, bears, if, if you're familiar with hunting bears in the fall, it's all about the food. Well, it's no different in the springtime. Sure. You got to find the food. It's just different. Right. Okay, and I feel like a lot of guys are unsuccessful on the spring hunt because they're because trying they're to, trying to hunt feed. them like they do in the fall. Right. It's just a different formula. So for me, I love, really like focusing in on, um, on grass, like fresh green grass. Okay. Um, that's what the bears are going to be eating. Uh, when they come out of their dens and stuff. Um, and the other thing is elevation. Uh, this is, <laughs> I mean, I've heard of bears denning up at 4,500 feet. Right. I've heard of them denning up at 8,000 feet. Mm-hmm. It just kind of depends throughout the area. You know what I mean? You just got to, you really have to get out there and do your scouting. Um, and another thing that I would, if this isn't there, I wouldn't even be looking, is water. Super, super important. There needs to be water in the area. There needs to be fresh grass, and uh, it needs to be almost perennial water. I'd yeah, say. exactly. So you can't yeah. don't rely on like a tank. Find no. a perennial water source. Yep. It spring could be a, a seep. It could be a spring. But something yeah. that you can find water in consistently. So that seems to be part of the formula. If you guys are looking, Arizona has a lot of different type of wild grasses. The nodding brome grass is predominantly what these bears eat. I don't know if you know that, yep. but you can Google search nodding brome grass, and it's like a little cluster kind of pops up bright green Mm -hmm. and the grass is growing in areas on predominantly these north facing slopes so the snow melt is going to happen and as a result of that they're going to get some green growth coming underneath do you agree or disagree what what we're getting at here with the feed we're going to get into a little deeper right here but this doesn't just apply to arizona like no this this, is everything this this is what bears do in general the only difference in Arizona is the specific feed types. Right. Yeah. Kind of the locations and, and their habits. Like, this is what bears do in the low, exactly. lower 48. Yeah. Right. Um, the, so, you said north slopes. That is going to be the key later in the spring. Right. Okay. Because it's going to hold moisture longer. In the very beginning, I would probably focus on south slopes. Yeah. Sure. Where because that's sitting. where the grass is going to come up first. first. Exactly. Right. Makes that's, sense. You, you know what it's I mean? Warmer, and you're going to get first, <clears throat> you know, that region, new growth out of out of the plants in, yeah. in the springtime is on the south faces. So if you can, I mean, honestly, like right in the beginning of that springtime hunt, if you really put your time in, you do your scouting, and you can actually find some dens. I would be focusing right around those dens because the bears are going to be around them. They're not going to go too far. And as the springtime goes on, the weather warms up, they're going to start to venture out further. Okay. Sure. Well, that leads me to a question. How do you find the spots that have dens? Hey, I, have, I have an answer to it myself, but how do you, how do you locate specific areas approaching the spring hunt that are going to have a higher propensity that bears are going to den and overwinter in this spot versus a different area unit? Well, I got, uh, <laughs> I had a harrowing experience in the, in late March and I went down into this canyon and actually had a bear charge down towards me and where it was. And I, I think it, I mean, it sounded like it was denned up because it was in a rock pile. It was like in, there was a huge rock pile and I could hear the, this, the bear coming out frantically out of this rock pile. Okay. 
how that for the record only a few animals make uh, a substantial amount of noise and we talked about it in yeah. the last episode of the podcast it's a distinguishable so, bear noise so so how this was set up just like how this was set up this it was in the bottom of a canyon but the rock pile was elevated okay so how i looked at that was okay this bear can den in this in this pile okay Cause i've heard of bears denning in rock piles i've heard of them denning in tree stumps okay they'll crawl into anything they can get into it's a elevated though, so if there's a lot of runoff, it's not going to cramp the bear's style. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He right. can stay in there. So that's Dylan. You look like you got something you want. Yeah, to Yeah, I'm really interested in what well, you have I, to I say. Sort of, sort of have an answer to my own question, and it your comment about early in the spring yeah. looking at southern faces for for spring bears, and most people don't hunt spring bears in Arizona. No, that's just fact of it. No. We're we're like a, a fall, you know, August through oh, October yeah. bear state. That's when people hunt them. That's when most food crops are right. That's when people are out there chasing around. That's when probably eighty percent of bears are killed in Arizona or that August through the end of October time frame. Oh yeah. And our spring bear is most of them are archery only. They're draw tags. It's a, it's a very limited amount of people that are going out and hunting them in the mm-hmm. spring. Because it's so freaking hard to do. <laughs> because it's it's a similar formula to what we're doing in the fall. It's about food, but because I I think the biggest reason it's difficult is we don't really hunt anything else seriously in that time frame. <laughs> so we're we're the least bit familiar with the landscape in that time frame. Yeah, it's in the in the fall we've we've got experience hunting hunting deer right. and elk and antelope right. and everything else in, in, in overlapping time frames and we're very familiar with the landscape looks like in the springtime no you up. might go hunt javelina you, you you probably hunt archery deer and everyone's January. bass fishing man yeah, yeah everybody's <laughs> out fishing bass fishing having Exa- a good time. exactly you're fishing getting ready for summer you're not doing a lot of serious big game hunts where you're putting a lot of scouting effort into and being real familiar with the landscape in the springtime most people in arizona um getting back to the the how do you how do you narrow down where a bear is going to den in in the springtime um well it depends on the bear and it depends on where you're at uh it kind of goes in my opinion and it's totally anecdotal of what i've seen is it's the same thing of, of where we're going to find bears on those difficult days in the fall is vertical places. Yeah. Because you have the rock slides and the cover, the boulder piles, you know, you, you have this mass wasting of the hillsides and causes big open places, big rock piles and stuff for them to den in. But don't think that a bear is is limited to a very specific region. These these animals can live in such a right. wide variety of landscapes. I think that was... They might den at thirty five hundred feet. They might den at ninety five hundred feet, mm-hmm. and they might be what you're talking about in a stump or in a tree or in yep. a log or something. That was but my biggest But it might also be in the wide open in the manzanita brush on the ground. Yeah, mm-hmm. in like a in an open ground nest. Yeah, I think most people when they think of this, they're like. Oh, I gotta find a cave. You gotta yeah. find a cave. That was my like misconception well, always. Which is like okay, a which high I think up is cave. still a valid no, yeah. thing potentially, yeah, yeah. right? But it's not sure. the only thing. No, because no. no. definitely will... not the only thing. You, you can't you can't come at it and look at it from that narrow perspective. So I have to find a cave. I have to find a place yeah. where the geologic yeah, no. features yeah. live. No, they can go in so many different places. It's just any place that they can be offered shelter from weather. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just like Lanes Bear, right? 
that bear died right next to its den, and it was just it was a dug out, dug it out burrow. And there, it everything burrow, within a half mile of where that bear's den was, and it had spent a substantial amount of time there. I mean, it dug what a seven foot deep hole, yeah. <laughs> a huge. It hole. was in, like I could stand in it, and my chin was at, at the top, like standing at the slope where it had rain from monsoon season wow and actually now i'm thinking in. about it there was a, a large boulder right, right there that it kind of used it kind of mm-hmm. undercut the boulder mm-hmm. and dug underneath it but all that soil was very soft and allowed it allowed it to dig down like like a grizzly digging yeah. in the yeah. ground so you know kind of circling back obviously look for the digs look for potential rock piles i've actually seen even stuff on social media of the of bears coming out of the lava rock piles so uh it could be anything don't just be narrow-minded and think it's going to be high up on the cliffs uh in that tight remote cave so circling mm-hmm. back we we kind of had this bear hunt plan we had found the location we wanted to hunt with some of the details like we just went over right so we're looking at the time we were hunting we were looking for a north facing slope yeah. predominant mm-hmm. yep. grass coming through snow melt with some greenery going in cole you said you weren't really mentally thinking you were going to kill a bear uh Go over where your mindset was as we got to camp. How were you feeling, you know, first night? What was the hike like? You know, tell us a little bit about the hunt. Well, that's 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 kind of... Um, it's just up there by the pine trees. Yeah, it's just up there by the pine trees. I mean, we pulled in off the highway, and we unloaded the rangers, and you guys were like, oh, we can, you know, take this one road, and it's going to cut off some of the elevation climb and stuff. And I'm like, okay. Like, this road looks like it's going to, you know, maybe get us up there a little bit closer to camp. And we get up to the spot where we, you know unload our packs and we start hiking up and dylan's like you see that timber patch over there he's like yeah camp's just you know the next timber patch over there i'm like dude that's pretty far like (laughs) (laughs) me and Aaron looked at each other and we're just like all right like let's just start out on that actually no you weren't with us i wasn't with you at that point i I have to interrupt in in order to get most people even my really close friends to go on these adventures you have to be like "Ah, don't worry about it just don't ask too many questions we're gonna go to this (laughs) spot it'll be all right trust me exactly but like so we get to this you know we get to this this mountain range and i'm just looking at this hill and my first instinct was was to glass the lower hill because i was like well if i can find a bear lower i don't have to hike all the way up there (laughs) so so we're like walking up and i'm like hey just wait one second oh it's just a cow you know you see a little black dot out there and and you're just like okay well we get up there so we finally you know we bushwhacked up this one you know to get to to the trail that we were trying to to get on and we start hiking away and sure enough um, we get to the first timber patch and Dylan's like, well, I guess, you know, it's just up there. It's in the, <laughs> it's in the saddle up there. And me and Cole look at each other and it's dark at this point. And we're just like, gosh, darn it. You know, I just remember us like sitting down in the middle of this trail. <laughs> this is the point in the hike that they've figured out that like, it's, it's a lot further than I alluded to, <laughs> but we're too far from the ranger. They're yeah. committed. So yeah, they're, they're already stuck like, with like me. we're committed. And, it, and honestly, it reminded me of this story. Like when I was, when I was in college, we went um, on a backpacking trip in the Gila forest. And I was like the lead, the LOD, which was like leader of the day. And like before, you I'm know, proud you, of you for that. But before you debrief, though, you know, you like tell your group, you're like, Canelo okay, was so, leader of the well, day. They, dude, they were like, they were like, so you have to like tell them like, this is how far we're going. This is, you know, what features we're going to have. Well, you know, I, t- I, I was going through this slot canyon. So I was like, well, I just took my, you know, my compass lanyard and just like went from point A to point B and didn't like factor in all the curves inside the canyon. And I was like, it's like a, a two-mile day. It's going to be a piece of cake. We're going to be going through the water. <laughs> no, dude, two <laughs> miles later. Dude, it was like an eight-and-a-half-mile hike. And, like, my, my whole group was like, gosh, darn it, Cole. Like, you, you know who was not wrong. leader of the day <laughs> on the next day? It was not going to be Cole. It was <laughs> exactly. no way. But that's just the way it felt, you know. And we got, 
but when we finally got to the saddle, that's why I always make sure to specify. Be like, it's it's two miles to camp as the crow flies. Exactly. <laughs> Don't ask me how far Don't it really is because it's gonna suck. So you guys all got in there much before me. What was that first morning like? I wasn't there uh, for that first morning. Well, I, I think well, first you got to finish the hike. Yeah, so we, camp, we got we got up to the saddle finally and. We're like, Dylan's like, well, I think this is a silent. Finally, we see like this caveman come running out of the, <laughs> running out of the forest with the headlamp. Shut up, bro. And this is, like, <laughs> this is the first time I've ever it, met it's, Josh It's before. pitch black. It's like bright full moon. Every, you know, every shadow moves in, in little timber patch. And like, was that an animal? Was that yeah. an animal? Bear. So, so this crazy bear. dude so runs we out. Get, we get up there and like, we're, we're like, okay, cool. Like, how's it going, Josh? You know, did you see anything? He's like, yeah, I saw, what was it, three bears that day? Uh, two, yeah, two, 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 three, two or three remember, bears yeah. that day or something like that. We're like, okay, that's awesome. Let's get camp set up. So, you know, Dylan and Cole were sharing a tent, and Josh had his own tent. And I was like, well, I'm going to hammock up here, you know? Oh, God. I brought a hammock. I was like, I don't need a tent. No, it's like all scrub oak up there. Yeah, right. there's like no tree. So there's no tree. So like <laughs> Josh they get, that nice they, safe spot to they camp. Got their, no deadfall possibility dog, there. They got their tent set up and uh I'm like, Well, maybe I can just tie these three trees together like these three bushes together and make something work. <laughs> you you have the like the biggest ginger redhead. Yeah, dude. I'm like monster I'm like, guy. I'm six two trying like to trying to hammock pounds. in a bush. Oh, and uh so I set it up and I I'm This explains why he slept uh in between you exactly. guys in the tent. So I sat <laughs> I sat in. I, I sat in my hammock. I fell immediately down. I was like, "Hey, Dylan, I'm gonna steal a spot in your tent. We're just gonna fit three in a two person tent. It'll work. Don't worry about it." But yeah, so then we we got up the next morning. How was that first morning? That's what I was saying. How what was that first morning like? You guys all got out there. Kind of deflating to start off, right? Like the first couple hours. I thought it was. I mean, it's. It's so, well, you it's just so, like, it's you so just different like, than the fall, though. Yeah, well, kids, yeah, you just come over here. I'm like, yeah, I've been seeing bears. Seeing over bears. Here. So and then he, all... he comes over and sits down. He's like, yeah, we'll, we'll find one in like 20 minutes. Exactly. So we're, that's, we're, well, that's, <laughs> that's, that's the usual fall hunting mentality. And you're like, first 45 minutes, is it's going to be on fire. That's the, the activity. Exactly. Yeah. That's, and that's what I was thinking. So I'm like. And we hadn't spent much time out in the fall much uh, or in the spring. spring yeah. So that's where I was coming from. I was like, well, normally, like, the first, you know, 45 minutes to an hour and a half is like the money time to see a bear. And at that point, you know, we're passing what it was two hours, yeah, yeah. And everyone's like, I think you just made like a pot of coffee or something, and we're all sitting around, just kind of talking, having a good time, you know, getting ready to maybe take a nap because at this point we've been up for for a little bit because it's probably eight, or, eight early, or nine o'clock, right? Eight or nine yeah. o'clock, and yeah, finally, I think me and Cole were having a conversation, and Josh was like, "You got a bear." Mm-hmm. And at that point, I was like, "Okay." Like this is that is first a, one you guys saw? That was like the the big reddish brown big that reddish was like standing bear. up, scratching yep. itself yep. on the tree. And yep. it was a cool video. I mean, it was an awesome bear. Like yeah. just great footage. You know, just textbook. I guess you could say spring bear. Yeah, it was awesome. How it man. was. Yeah. You know so, how it was moving. And Josh, you put a stock on that bear. Yeah. Unsuccessful. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we, um, we sent Josh down there after that bear. Yeah. It's like, hey, let's let's give it a shot. Tell them the story of your your stock on that bear and how close you were actually able to get to it. I mean, real. It was real quick. I mean, Cole and I ran down the hill. Everybody else stayed up to keep an eye on the bear. And Cole brought a rifle with him. And I remember going all the way down there, and I'm like. 
man, I know I can kill this thing with a rifle it, right it, now, it, dude. <laughs> it, was, it was a big bear. It was, it was a good, a good bear. bear. It was a good bear. And I'm like, you know, but you know what? It, we got down there. We got to 350 yards. I remember. No, it was 400, like something 400 like that. yards. And I'm like, dude, I don't know. Like, I'm just, personally, I'm, I just don't shoot rifles a lot, you know? You got the rifle hunters on the hillside behind you. Like, yeah. man, just shoot the, the exactly. get the bear. Yeah, get yeah, the bear. yeah, yeah, yeah. You inside, you had the goal. You're like, no, I, want to, I want to get one well, with my bow. And that's, a, you know, that's just the funny thing, too, is like, I don't know if you guys hunt in groups or anything like that, but. When you're bear hunting, it's always like whoever finds the bear, yeah. that's normally who gets to right. go yep. and try to shoot the bear. Unless it's, you know, someone's trying to get their first bear and it doesn't meet up to like your standards, mm-hmm. which happened later in the hunt. But. Yep. So I, uh, yeah, you and I got set up. We were at 400 yards. I remember we were watching the bear and I was sitting there contemplating if I wanted to shoot it with yep. a rifle. And I'm like, you know what, dude, I just have to go over there. Yeah. That's it. So I told you, I remember I was like, I'm going to try to get over there. I don't even know if I can cross this drainage. The drainage. We had no clue. I'm going to try to go over there. And if I can't get over there, I want you to shoot the bear. And I was able to get over there. Uh, Dylan Dylan was talking me in. I had a good, a good up, uphill wind um, to the bear. The bear was over to my right. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go up towards, my, you know, straight up. And I'm going to have a good wind. Well, kind there, of it, it, his path from, from my, my and Aaron's perspective was... Josh is going to cross the canyon yep. and go kind of up and left because the wind's coming yep. out of the valley, actually, and going up the hillside. Right. But it's kind of going up and left, and the bear is way far right, so he can gain some elevation and then cut right once he's high enough up on the hillside to do so. Yep. And while, while he's doing his stock, I'm just sitting there by my rifle scope just like, <laughs> have this bear peg, just watching it the whole time. Oh, yep, yep. And uh, so, yeah, you know, as you know but bow hunting goes you know i got up the hill wind switched started bailing to my right and then dylan's like that bear is bounding out of the basin (laughs) (laughs) covered like two miles and i think 30 seconds yeah so that was that but i was glad but but like again i came back and i was like i was glad i didn't shoot that bear with a rifle and how i remember telling you guys that exactly so the way these bears act in the spring is substantially different than how they act in the fall so like Mm -hmm. how far you think from when you first saw this bear where you how far do you think the bear maybe moved or like about what size pocket was it hanging in Remotely, you guys got any yards. type of number? Uh, Josh is looking at me for the answer. Well, you had the I big picture. Say, I would say I, a couple I, hundred I had yards. The, I had the big picture view, w- walking everybody in, coordinating things on on the stock, and you had to have been under 100 yards on that bear because later, when fast forward in the story, there. when we kill yeah. Cole's bear, and, we, and all of us end up crossing the canyon at the same time, and I could, the hillside's so steep, you can very clearly see it. We both take the same path, and you, it's like, hey, Josh walked up the hillside right, right. here yeah. when he stalked this bear. And I could recognize immediately when we crossed going to recover Cole's bear that this is the exact tree Josh stopped at, and that's the tree that the bear turned around yeah. and went from. Yeah. And you, you were definitely under sub 100 yards, probably closer to 80 mm-hmm. of that bear, which mm-hmm. is... Pretty much within range, except for in that spot. They just seem right. to act so much different in the spring, well, I've noticed. They kind of give you the time. Like, you're in the fall, you grow so accustomed, you get the flash of the bear, then the bear disappears, and it's like it's over. But it, in the spring, it's like, man, it, you, you kind of get that feeling. You're like, I can actually maybe make a move on this thing. It's not going to exactly, go too far. It's going to exactly. be in that pocket. Yeah, it always seems like on the the August and October seasons, the bears are traveling. They're travel. They're, yep. they're coming out of a, a sheltered pocket where they're laying down and they're going to a food source and they're mm-hmm. pounding it for an hour in the morning mm-hmm. or an hour in the evening and they're going back and they're in yeah. a hurry. Everything they do because there's so much heat and so much right. light. They're in a hurry everywhere they go. And the spring hunt, so 
it did, didn't really seem to matter they, what time of day it was. No it was bad. like looking for coos deer. It was no. like, look slow because the bears are slow. They're just, yeah, they're just they're zigzagging hillsides. I watched the bear. Grass. You were surprised you had that bear in the glass for two hours. And, and me, in my head, I'm like, dude, I watched a bear for five hours the other yeah. day. Well, and to <laughs> remember what you told us, too, though, on that same hillside, you were watching... You said that I think you saw a sow and a cub, and you mm-hmm. said the sow was literally sitting in the same grass patch, but the cub was acting a little more sporadic and was going from grass patch to grass patch to grass mm-hmm. patch. So that, but like the cub was acting more like one of those fall bears that right. was moving around a lot. Yeah, and, I think yeah. which is which is you know I don't know if that's well, yeah, if, if I had the the red was. bear that Josh went after with his bow anywhere near me, I'd be moving around from grass patch <laughs> yeah. to grass patch. Too. <laughs> so. Uh, so obviously that that stock didn't turn out. I got there. Uh, it was maybe like five thirty or so. It was the evening time. As I'm coming up towards camp through that timber patch that we talked about, I'm I was suffering. I think I probably took it the worst. But I get up there. Dylan comes and meets me right as me and him meet up. He gets on the phone. You guys have another bear in the glass. Yep. So I think probably like that five thirty six o'clock time mm-hmm. is when you guys get back on the bear. So we get up there and at this, this is a different point, bear. This is a di- completely different bear. Different bear. Yep. Um, and from what I remember, you were the one that spotted it. So you were preparing to. I spotted Josh it. Spotted you spotted one. it, but then you gifted. Did you gift it he to Cole? It to me. You bet. Yeah. All right, like, very good. He's like that is a great first bear. For so, you. so I yeah. didn't know that. So I had missed that part. <laughs> That's code word for. I don't want to shoot it. It's too small. <laughs> That's no, cool. no. Like it, I'm, I'm. If I was in range of that bear within bow range, I, there well, probably would have been an arrow in the air. But you the know thing what I mean? is, but it's like he just hiked all the way down and up. I don't think he really wanted to hike all the way. Not down. Not for that yeah. bear. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> and the, it was and the location of that bear was such that it wasn't conducive I mean, to going was, after with a bow. It was no. a hike to go after these. I mean, we're sitting, you know, a mile back, you know, 15, 16, 17, 1800 yards back, glassing this this hillside. Yeah. So it's not like an easy task to go no. put a stock on these bears by any means. No. So my night started off on fire. I was like, wow, I, all I wanted to do was like sit down, take a breather. Yeah. I didn't even get to shed my pack. Dylan's like, let's go. We're going to glass. So I get in there as quick as I can, get behind the glass. Cold. No, you were like, I can't keep going up the mountain. Uh, oh, man. <laughs> I was I was hurting. I, I took Aaron's pack and was oh. like, here, take this. Let's go. We're I was, a bear. I was 100 yards from camp, and I knew it, but I still quit. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I don't care. I'm going to die right here. Oh, goodness. So... So Cole puts a move in. Uh, you want to talk a little bit about that evening and kind of where your mindset was at and maybe some of the things that took place? Yeah. I mean, it was it was kind of a last-minute deal. We were, I think we only had like maybe 45 minutes left of, of sunlight left. Yeah. So I was like sitting up there on this hill debating on whether I want to go down after this bear, and I kind of just had that realization of like, well, this might be like my only opportunity like to get a, to get a shot on a bear. So I was like, screw it. Put my pa- put my pack on, grabbed the rifle, and just literally started running down this trail. And you like got down there. You got down there quick. You got set up. I got um, set up, and I was struggling hard. Like I don't think you guys can understand like how hard it was to glass this hillside from where I was at. I know we put a video out. Well, we, well we, you we, already, we, but physically, like you had already been down in there. Yeah. So you had to so been I, spent already. Exactly. <laughs> so I mean, I was spent getting down there, and then I. This get, is a, a camp set. It's about six thousand sixty yeah. sixty two hundred, I Something think, like right that. there. Yeah. And and the bottom of the hole's like fifty five. Yeah. Somewhere right there around Co- around Co- where the puddle was in the bottom is yeah. like Co- fifty five. Code word for awesome. Yeah. So yeah, and and it's not a, a nice easy grade and switchbacks no. down there. The the quote unquote trail walking down there yeah. is 
straight down to the to the to the nearest cut that goes down yeah. into the canyon. And it's thick as hell. I mean, yeah, you you're, you're, you, know, you get an upper <laughs> body workout just b- busting Manzanita through Manzanita and all that. Yeah. But so, anyways, these guys are like on the bear all night long, and I'm just like, come on, I just want to like give me, let me see the bear because from where you guys are saying it's at, I'm looking at that area and I'm like, well, that's well, it only... was it was evening, it was it was dark. Yeah. You got a black like, bear moving through a bunch of dead burnt dead, timber. Burnt timber. Uh, I was like, it's 350 yards, like from where they're saying, and we're trying to get in. Finally, I see it move, and uh, see him move after a 60 minute plus conversation of trying on the to radio describe where the bear was of describing <laughs> yeah trying and, and and when when you're on the spotter end of this equation you have to like imagine in your mind well because you can see so what good where we're at, it was like exactly. how does he not see that how does he not see him and it's like okay i have to imagine from the angle imagine. Cole's at what can he exactly. see and it was it was the quote-unquote plus log the plus log the, I remember. that was the only thing that we could see in common from uh-huh. that perspective, from our perspective, the bear's in the wide freaking Man, open. Man, that bear <laughs> crossed that same, the plus log. That thing walked back and forth on that thing. Four or five it, times at least. It's like, Had to have. It's, like it's right there. The bear's right there. The bear's right there. Yeah. So, but, it, um, but it's so, the perspective because of the angle of, of what we're looking at. Yeah, what Cole, Cole's looking at. Cole's looking straight up. Straight so, up. I mean, he has so, no visual. No visual. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's tough. I mean, there's definitely openings. And finally, that bear came in the opening. And I, like, and I saw it. And... You know, I mean, I shoot rifles. I'm a confident marksman, I like to think. And, you know, just the bear jitters got me that first night. And So uh, you sent a couple of shots. Didn't connect. Didn't connect. Certainly didn't connect. We had that and all on film. It's funny, too, because you look at the film from their angle, and you guys are like, dude, you missed by, like, feet. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> but from where I was sitting and shooting. It's inches. It's from like your it's, angle. Like, it's it's a totally different, different yeah. look. Mm-hmm. Cause you guys, I remember you guys were like, you missed by like what? What you guys say it was? It was like it was like six feet, six yeah, feet, and I was like, yeah. there's no way, you know. I was but, right on. But we're we're you know from our perspective, the bear is straight in front exactly. of us because that's what we're looking at. But Cole is a mile of what away, but he's what three four hundred yeah. yards to our right. So he yeah. he's looking at a you know forty five <clears throat> degree angle from our perspective at the bear. Mm-hmm. So and uphill, but from I, hit where he's at. You know, to to kind of end that is you know I. It was my first bear that I've ever seen while I was personally hunting. You know, I've been part of other bear hunts, and right. but for my like me in personally, the I didn't know that man. Yeah, cool. for me personally, like hunting with a tag with a firearm, like that was the first shot I had at a bear. And you know, the bear jitters got the best of me, like they do to everyone. Yeah, yeah. So that's an interesting topic. I mean, that canyon was, or it wasn't really a canyon. It was, it was a, more like a, was a, a basin. Yeah. I think is a is a better word for it. Um, some people ask, like, what is the average distance or some of these shots? That's really subjective, and it's oh, hard yeah. to say. But uh, where we were at, I think pretty comfortably seemed we were able to get from 250 to 600 yards of where yeah. the bears were. And mm-hmm. I think that's pretty pretty consistent throughout the state, at least some of the stuff I hunt. Yeah. Um, one thing that is a common trait in bear hunting, oftentimes you can find them. Getting to them is another story, right? right? Yeah. So so that evening goes, and Cole, you were, uh, be honest with you, I'll say it, man, you were beating yourself up pretty good. I've, oh, yeah. I've been in that seat, and I've been in that seat times six, exactly. times ten. You so I know where you were feeling. Dude. He was feeling was super deflated. deflated. Should I post those videos? <laughs> yeah. Save the videos. Save the videos. I mean, dude, I was, it was just one of those things where, you know, where you you shoot, and you've had multiple shots, and you've had misses, and you know, you know why you miss. But in that situation where it's like, you know, I felt, you know, I, I took my deep breaths. I waited to, to shoot, you know. You know what? And I made sure I was comfortable. Having been but, a part of several bear kills not a lot there's a lot of people out there that have been a part of way more bear kills than i have but for what i've seen in my experience 
there's a major difference between oh. people pulling the trigger at something bear. with antlers and something with paws. Yeah. yeah. And if people think that I'm they're the, perfectly the, com- yeah. confident and, and competent with a gun and can can shoot well and they have a black fuzzy ball in front of them and in their mind's eye, they're steady. Oh, and yeah. I look over and they're shaking like a leaf. And yeah. they're like, I'm confident the shot felt good. And I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, you about threw the gun off the mountain. You you really, at that point, you really got to learn to know what your checks are. You know, check your scope. Check where your gun is at. Are you loaded? Things like I've made the mistake of not taking the scope cover off. Like when you're in the heat of the moment, <laughs> nice. you guys laugh. No, no, no you're in the heat of the moment, you need to have a mental checklist. And mm-hmm. until, in my experience, until I messed that up, it, I didn't learn it. So mm-hmm. like, for, for some that, reason, you, you don't lose your mind shooting at a, any animal until you've shot at a bear. You don't know what losing your mind <laughs> is until you've shot at but a bear. But that's why we do it. I mean, yeah. these oh, yeah. animals literally are just, it's crazy how much fun it is to hunt them. and just They, they wreck everything you've so, practiced. With all that being said, though, I give kudos to Cole because we wake up the next morning. Josh, you had to go, so you're, yep. you're pretty much out of there. You're adios. Cole's the first, first guy. First guy on that hill, so he's beating himself up all night he's the first guy on the hill because he knows the principle he's like i'm gonna be the one that finds the bear today so yeah, i get a I'm shot at it. so i respect that we get out there um i'm glassing with cole me and you are on the hill before dylan and cole mcguire even get out there he's got a bear in the glass like literally five minutes so it's the same bear too i mean i just i woke up that morning and i was like you know we could sit in bed and sulk and you know it might be like this morning was where we didn't see some till 9 30 but i was like no that bear's gonna be out there yeah Granted, so we there got wasn't much need to stay in bed it wasn't very comfortable yeah no <laughs> so uh i convinced cole i said hey man i just got my rifle set up grab my rifle let's go down the hill i run down the hill with cole dylan and cole mcguire up top spot and walk us through what that moment was like man finally getting down there to the bottom of the hill you got the you got the bear in your glass and you're ready to pull the trigger walk us through kind of what was in your head at that point especially considering what you had just gone through that night before i would say um going through my head at that point well rewind a little bit we got down to the spot i remember i pulled the glass and i was like hey i got the bear right there and i was like aaron that's a that's a different bear, right? Right. I was like, that's a totally different we bear. We were 100% convinced. We we're like, that thing looks way bigger. Way bigger, way bigger. So we tell Dylan that, and of course, Dylan be, you know, sometimes the stubborn person he is, he's, he's like, the, nope, there's there's one bear there. He's super you know, skeptic, yeah. Super skeptic sometimes of us. But um, sure enough, what was it? Maybe three minutes later, Dylan comes on the radio, got two bears. No, he's, <laughs> Dylan comes on the radio. He says, he says either, either that bear is Houdini yeah. or there's two bears. And I'm like, gee, I knew it. I knew we there knew was it. another bear down below. We knew it. So there, there's two bears. Um, the one bear took off through the timber i mean the thick timber from it really take off it just kind of disappeared disappeared and it, it, it didn't go it far it pulled the houdini on it us. did pull a houdini but the other bear um that i was lucky enough to shoot then we had eyes on the whole time and it's funny because it goes back to that where we were sitting on the mountain is a totally different angle from where dylan and cole mcguire were sitting because they're looking at this bear sitting in this grass patch just feeding laying down you know sunning on its back um shaking its head scratching itself in the wide open mm-hmm. and me and aaron are sitting down there and all we can see is an ear sticking out of <laughs> you know an ear sticking out of behind a piece of of of, of fall falling down timber mm-hmm. and uh but we had tabs on it the whole time which i think was critical right like i feel like if we if we would have not been able to see that ear twitch and seen the opening that we kind of projected that it would come 
come out into, we would have we wouldn't have had an opportunity. So, and you got to back up to the finding the two bears part. Though we missed it. I I know, I know, but they were from our perspective. You when you first get on the radio, you're like, I got a different bear. It's a bigger bear. It's a different bear because of the slope of the mountain that we've already talked about. The lighting obviously is totally different. When we previously chased this bear, we're looking at it in the evening. Lights off to our right because we're looking at the north face, right. so we're looking south. And now we're early morning, and the lights to our left, illuminating most of the slope from where we're at, so the bear's moving in, in and out of shadows. And we're having this conversation on the radio this whole time, and there's a lot of confusion going on. I literally got I got so frustrated on the radio. We turned it I off. Ha- I turned it off. I handed it to Cole. I said, I can't, dude. I'm done. We're done. I'm done. <laughs> it's just wait. We'll get the shot, which you shouldn't get to that point ever, but we did. Cole and I are much more on the same page when we're talking position, and we've hunted enough coos together to know that like we can walk walk somebody in right. from which a different perspective tough. within you know two or three feet. Like We can get you to that exact spot from different perspective. And I always think it's funny, like, it was the first time we've hunted with you, so like our first thing was like, "All right, Josh, we're gonna practice talking people in. We're gonna find this red rock." And I remember we tried for what like thirty minutes to get oh, you yeah. on the rock. And you have like, to be on the same page though the whole time talking somebody Great in. Point. You have to be, you know, figuratively, I guess, speaking the same language mm-hmm. when you have somebody on the other end of your radio because Aaron and I have and I have done it several times, but. You get far more frustrated when when you're not understanding what I'm saying or right. vice versa. And Cole and I have been through that a ton of times, but probably two or three more times than Aaron and I have. And Cole took the radio, and, and once at that point, he goes, okay, I know we're on the same page. We found finally found, found the location. And the bear i'm like the bear's on the freaking giant boulder like well, how do you wide open to you guys but it, you saw that what the video looked like from our angle i, I know what the did. perspective is and then literally the the first bear goes up over the cliffs where, where you guys see it well, out in the sun once we realized there was the, two bears it made sense bear, why his bear we found out was a sow afterwards was that, working its way that made up. communication way harder the fact that there were two bears and from our distance we couldn't really tell they were a different size with the lighting. It's like, well, there's two bears and they're in almost exactly the same spot. What it was was a boar following a sow. Right. She didn't want nothing to do with him either, man. No. The way that bear, it was going up the hill, and it all makes sense now. So it was perched up on the rock. It was looking down, and you could see it trying to wind the bear below it. You could just, you could tell it knew something was down there. It had no idea Cole and I was down there, but it made sense with that big boar. So. Cole, you're getting set up. You got you got your rifle. You're getting comfortable. We're walking through it. How are you feeling, though, man? You you got the rifle set up. The bear's going. You got your spotters. Where where is your head at at this point, dude? I was feeling like Chris Kyle out there, man. <laughs> <laughs> just ready to like send at it. At this point, I mean, we got our we got the the new Leupold scope that you just got. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we had it dialed in. You know, it's the turret system. In my mind, I'm like, okay, I just need to focus on my breath. We practiced the dry fire. We knew the bear was there. And I knew that if that bear was going to come into that opening and stand there, I was going to, you know, squeeze the trigger. You know what I mean? Right. And we waited and we waited and the bear, you know, went to the left and we were like, okay, he's not going to give us a shot opportunity on that. And then sure enough, he started coming back right. And at that point, it was like, this is my opportunity. This is what I've been waiting for. This is what we've been practicing for. I took my breath. The bear turned to the right 
squeeze the trigger and it was just hoorays from there man just, yeah that, that, was in, that was one of the coolest things i've ever filmed especially was, the distance yeah. we were from it well, and 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 the different angle from it how mm-hmm. far was the shot the shot was 580 something we've been telling everyone it's 600 yeah just, but, it was just under 600 and we've yards. had a lot of scrutiny angle compensate we've had a lot of scrutiny you know people on social media personally yeah. I, I give give two shits about what people think right i mean yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. part of my french i don't care yeah because the matter of the fact is is i was confident in my shot mm-hmm. i was confident in my rest i was confident in my firearm people say oh it was too timbered in it was too this you hate to break there. it to you. you we're were not looking. going out there to just look at bears. Exactly. So if like, it's the if this like is one of our last opportunities, then and it's ethical, then and, we're and absolutely if, if you sending th- it. If you think that the film angle is from exactly where the gun was, exactly, you're stupid. Right. But I'm because just, that's not what happened. But that's the thing, and you know, I don't want to like throw people under bus. But the thing is, is it's like hunters got it. This is a whole other topic. But stop bashing people because you weren't on that rock pile where yep. we were set with the gun set up under those circumstances. You know, they look at a hillside and they see timber, you know, the 300 yards below it. Mm-hmm. But literally where that bear was at was wide open. You're filming at what magnification through a phone and that's what you can see. Exactly. Right? The perspective through the gun and what you're seeing. I mean, it was wide Cole, open. Cole had a clear shot, a perfect shot, and shot that bear Smoked perfectly it. in the heart yeah. at 570 to so, 600 yards. Amazing. That's but that's the other thing, though, is I want to throw out there real quick is, like, people are so reluctant to except the fact that you can shoot a long distance with the technology we have. Mm-hmm. It's the same with archery hunting. Yep. You know what I mean? If you have a um, an adjustable sight, you're going to shoot 80 to 100 yards because H- you can. hate to break it to people, but you can realistically shoot deer at 120 yards with exactly. a bow. Exactly. And but, that's, but it's, it's not a problem. But it's who's holding the rifle or the bow. It exactly. Is. And you need and you need you can't just go out there and and do this. Like you need to practice, you yep. need to go to the range and put in your time. But for people to, you know, have this nice equipment and say, oh, mm-hmm. I'm only going to shoot 200 yards, that's fine. Like, yeah, if yeah, that's yeah. your model, do it. But you don't need to go and bash other hunters because yeah. they're skilled. Because it is a skill to shoot long distance. Trust me. Oh, absolutely. There's guys and I would personally, trust. Personally, I don't think 600 yards is long distance. I mean, I'm watch- we've watched a guy it's just, shoot a bear at 1,200 yards, right? Yeah. Like, it's, it's all comfort level. Mm-hmm. So, it's, you know, whatever you're comfortable doing. I, I think like 600 is the cap on what you can do with your average with, factory rifle yeah, and your yeah. average that's factory where I'm shooter that's where I'm shooting. And, and you just and you just coach them into the For situation sure. know your know your weapon know your bullet know you, what. you you can you can do 600 yards with doing nothing to your gun and having a $250 Nikon with a BDC reticle yeah. on it right Be you don't have to do shoot. anything special to shoot that we we have incredibly accurate factory ammo nowadays now that's not the case with how we operate we have we spend the money on high quality scopes. We spend the money and the time to hand load and right. develop loads specifically for our rifle, rifles that aren't custom rifles. In Cole's case, but are inherently calculated. Everything, everything was calculated. What I did in that scenario, it was set up and it was calculated. So mm-hmm. you you made the kill shot. The bear was down. Like it, it was one of those scenarios we knew the bear was dead. So you celebrated and that was awesome. Uh, you know, we get up to the hill, it's picture time. Uh, awesome experience for me, man, going through that and just seeing the bear. Um, so we got Cole's bear packing out. Were there any concerns really with you guys about the meat spoilage or uh, was that a factor? I mean, if so, considering at that point, probably from where the bear died, we were five miles, you think, from the from from the uh, from, from the side from by our side? vehicles to camp, I think was just about three ish. And then okay. It's probably so another in that neighborhood, two to and, it, and it was, 
line of sight like another mile. So but walking, it was probably another two. So yeah, we we're probably five miles from the vehicles at that point. But keep in mind, we're early in the year. We're low, pretty low nighttime temperatures. It was almost chilly a couple times mid-40s. at night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mid to high 40s at night. And because of the location where the bear died, it's on a north slope. The the radiant ground temperature That's in a cool. spot like that shooting animal. If we'd shot this bear on a southern slope in this location, I would have been super concerned about meat spoilage and and the, high, the condition of the hide and everything else. But keep in mind, the, the ground temperature is relative to the angle of the sun, too. Right. So southern slopes, because of our latitude at that time of year, well, any time of year, a southern slope is going to get more solar radiation to heat up faster than a northern slope. The ground temperatures were pretty cool, and the rocks were cold where really, that yeah, bear was. So if you really were, cold, In actually. other words, if you were concerned about the spoilage, you need to be more aware of what your high temps are. August and in that summer October, rifle yeah. season, even in October, you have a much higher probability for the yeah. spoilage for the meat, or some people will say the hide might slip, like literally meaning that the hide is coming apart on it. But I think the you, factors here... You need here, to get things out of direct sunlight right. as soon as possible. So that's a factor that people need to consider, right? Where did this bear die? For us, we knew where the bear was dead at. It was in the shade, all of that. So really, there was no rush for us. It was in the shade, and it was at a time of year that we had low nighttime temperatures. It it died on a cliff, basically. It died in a crack of a rock. Well, we knew because of the time of the year, that rock isn't storing heat overnight. That rock was far cooler than the air temperature. If that had been August, that rock would not have cooled down overnight. And it would have been a major concern to get that bear or any animal, a deer, anything in the early season, get it off of the rock and get it to some shaded area under some plants. So I think think the moral of that story, of Cole's story, is don't give up. You're going to face, like, some trials and tribulations just like you did, and you persevered through that. Um, Go into some country that you're not familiar with. That was a first time for all of us, and what an awesome experience it was to share. And we we all got off that mountain safe that night. We all enjoyed it. We were hurt. I've, I don't want to say we. I don't want to speak for you guys. I was hurting, man. I mean, the hike in the day before, the hike in on the way out, I really felt like my feet are going to fall off. Were you laughing at me, Josh? No, 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 no. So, so, so just to give some people some perspective, okay, what time did you shoot the bear? What time did you get the bear taken care of? And what time did you get the bear back Seven. to the truck? We shot the bear That's an awesome at question. Thanks, about Josh. 9. It was like 8.55. 9.55, 8 9 o'clock. And we got back to the truck at dark, which I think <laughs> was like 8. Like which I think was, was was 10 hours later. Yeah, part yeah. of that, you know, we probably spent an hour and, and that filtering was, water that was in the bottom of the 10 hours with four guys in their 20s that can hike up a mountain and are very familiar with the country, that was 10 hours with a relatively small bear. It was a grind. I would I would have never done that hunt by myself. No, I tried to do it last year, and then I was like, nope. Like next, you year, can't. next year, I'm coming in with a wrecking crew. Yeah. <laughs> no, like, there's no way. Um, and Aaron and I hunted the backside of the ridge the year before. And here's, like, and the f- tried to go after bear, and I was like, nope, let's go to the cabin. Here's, like, a funny thing, too, like, to just kind of add on. I'll be quick with this, but... Like, after I shot my bear, like, going through my head, I was like, 
Aaron, we're going to find that other bear and you're going to shoot it. Yeah. I'm, the, I'm, the other bear was audio of me though. saying, he's like, he's like, you guys will hear it in the intro. He's like, let's go find you a bear. I'm like, uh, no, <laughs> that's not going to happen. Okay. I know you appreciate the, the, it. The little point we missed though. The other bear was still there. Oh, yeah. When we got After up we to killed the bear, first bear, that's when that bear ran out. We were Correct. on his bear, and then finally the big bear took off. Five, five, four hours later, whatever, <laughs> the other bear finally Crazy. ran out of the basin. So, so, which is the bear that Josh stocked with the bow? Any meat spoilage, any hide slip, anything like that. Zero. Just want to give people perspective on, like, we gave him the temperatures yeah. and stuff like that. You, they gave him the time, how much, how long it take to get to back to the truck. You didn't have an issue. Not zero. The, right? the only issue I had with my cape was where the cheekbone rubbed on my pack. Gotcha. That was it. And, and the, the taxidermist said that's nothing. They fi- they'll, they'll fix it. But so, it was just a slight tear. Tear that amount of packing in a pack. Mm, sure. It, it yeah. had had a rub point, you know, like kind of on the jawline, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But these spring bear hunts are conducive to getting in a little bit further and providing yourself the opportunity to have that successful pack out and going just a little bit further because the weather is more com- comfortable for you. Oh. Um, and it's just a little bit more forgiving on the meat. So, mm-hmm. um, so J- Josh had the opportunity with his bow at this bear. And that's not really the beginning of Josh's archery saga, literally after an archery bear. So I want to multi-year saga. I want to know Josh's story Same. on the current bear. Perf- perfect time to segue into that. And I'm Josh, I, I connected with you a couple years ago, and one of your biggest goals, I, I should say to me it is your was your biggest goal, oh, yeah. was to spot and stock, kill a bear with your bow. Yeah, and an Arizona black bear. An Arizona black bear. Yeah. Now, some people like laugh at that because it, the unprobability of yeah. it yeah and you know i i read your story on on your blog dialed in hunter and man it gave me chills just reading the story so i want to hear firsthand you know what was your spring slash summer spot and stock bear hunt like take it from the top i don't really know where to start at but maybe start it from the beginning of the hunt and how you planned it and how it all kind of came to fruition i want to ask that a little differently but when you went into the summer hunt why did you go where you went um so earlier in the spring i was i was a little lower in elevation and the grass was starting to die in that area uh so what i did my thing was it was you know about a month and a half later i'm like i need to get hop higher in elevation so my brother and i we decided to bomb over to a unit we've never been before um and i i focused probably up in the like yeah i was like eight nine thousand feet you know, because I figured that the grass is going to be green up there. This is the same tactic slash strategy that we had going yeah. on the previous hunt. Exactly. Uh, I figured the grass is going to be green up there. The elevation I was at previously, I figured it's going to be dead. The bears aren't, weren't going to be there. So uh, that's what I did. I started scouting on maps and try to find perennial water sources um, and uh, trails and stuff like that. And we went over there kind of blind. What, so when you say that, what are some things that you're looking for? Or how do you scout out a new spot? Are you Google Earth in it? Are you using oh, yeah. X? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Google Earth, I was marking pins on different knobs and stuff where you could get uh, glassing points and stuff like that. So, and some, sorry to cut you off. Something that I've learned from you 
uh, and you I've, maybe have never told you this, but you take really good advantage of like old logging roads or roads that oh, are yeah. closed as an access point to the trail. So yeah. see if you can find that stuff in the Google Earth, especially if you're backpacking in or trying mm-hmm. to get a little bit further in. See if you can locate something that seems to be a shutdown road or sometimes you could see it, but it's not marked. I know oh, yeah. you take advantage of that yeah, stuff. Yeah, I mean, it just makes navigating easier when you're, when you're walking around out there. You right. know what I mean? Like I'll oftentimes, I'll take like an old two track to a certain point and then break off of it from there to get out to somewhere where you know so that you found this spot describe to the best of your abilities kind of what it's looking like because where we were hunting for cole's hunt very mountainous it was a burn we were hunting a timber pocket but the majority of it seemed like desert it seemed like a desert transition where it had a lot of manzanitas maybe had Mm -hmm. a lot of oaks we were hunting just a small timber pocket maybe try to describe yeah the area that you were hunting what did it look like what did it feel like it was uh, up and down. <laughs> I was uh, it, just really big, steep drainages. Um, I was up in the aspens. A lot of it was new growth aspens. There was a burn, um, pine tree country, you know. So I was just trying to find it, find areas over there where I could I could set up in glass little bluffs and stuff like that where you could get out to the edge of a bluff and you can have a good view because when you're in that country like that, the pine trees and stuff, uh, you can't see. <laughs> right. So did you feel where you were glassing from that ob- obviously your intent is to shoot one with a bow at this time of year? Right. Did you think from those ridges and the country, because you're high up in elevation, you're in the timber obviously, and foods kind of can be hit or miss at that timber zone right. depending on the time of year. Um did you think it was country that was conducive to spot and stock with archery equipment? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I feel like as long as you can see, it's really in your head. Well, well was so it, it was vertical country though. Yeah. So is is this country that's that's so vertical that you think you're not going to be able to get across no, no, no. the canyon? No, I the, and I if it was like that. I probably wouldn't have even bothered going there. Yeah. You know, I could just kind of tell by Google Earth from looking at images over the time. What threw me off, though, personally, is I can only make some assumptions. Like, you posted recently an Instagram picture of your brother taking a nap. Mm -hmm. And I saw your brother on the ground, but I noticed you guys were glassing. Were you guys, like physically glassing through timbers like so, so, you so you weren't at a spot like the first thing i noticed i'm like okay i would have pictured you guys found like the the highest mm-hmm. point we're, we're kind of glassing down what it looked like is you guys were like crisscross applesauce in the timbers and kind of weave in your binos through the timbers to the other hillside is that pretty that, that was the first evening uh and that was the highest point interesting and you, so this is what i'm saying about like so what i did later in the hunt so that was the first evening that you saw that photo okay we just got we wanted to get in there quick and just throw the glass up you know before the sun went down and we were able to uh, turn a bear up that night it was a small bear right before dark kind of one of those situations where it's like well can't really do anything about that <laughs> but a good feeling right yeah yeah going get, into a completely yeah. new unit and absolutely you guys see a bear first night you're thinking like yeah, absolutely. This is going to be hot Yeah, sweet. Tomorrow. We got like a full day of hunting tomorrow. We're going to turn up a bear, you know? Definitely. So the next morning we go, we went in, I did a little exploring to try and find something I was talking about earlier. It was like a little bluff or something like that where I right. could just get a better view. Uh, because where we were, that's what it was like, dude. It was like glassing through jail bars, you know? Like, <laughs> it was really hard. It's it's hard enough to find bears in a mountain full of burnt stumps, let alone when you're glassing right next yeah. to a bunch of it, black stumps. It, is it not a bear hunting fact that, like, 
at least 90, 92% of the black <laughs> spots as you find that you think is a bear, it's yeah. probably a burnt stump. I it, love the comments. Someone says, bear ban, ban the burnt stumps. I'm telling <laughs> you, it's bear stumps. It's something yeah. I could get behind right there. Yeah. So neat, man. You had your spot set up. Mm-hmm. Um, you're with your brother. What's your strategy going into uh, the next part of the hunt, how you guys feeling? Obviously, you're feeling good seeing the bears, but uh, you're out there chasing them with the bows. Proceed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, the next morning we got up early, got in there before light, and um, started just getting a better lay of the land. You know what I mean? Right. I'm like, so we mentioned north-facing slopes. This drainage, it was there was a really big north-facing slope on it that I hadn't got to look at yet, so I wanted to go check that out for sure in the morning. Sure. So that's what I did. Um, got over there, found a really good glassing spot. Unfortunately, it was a little later than I would have liked to. We stayed there all day. No bears, tons of deer and elk until about 5.30 in the evening. And I look over and I see this this big red boar walking along the hill. Oh, God. Probably, it was probably 1,500 yards away from where we were. Um, And I see some movement up ahead of the, the bear and I'm like, at first, I'm like, oh, man, dude, like, c- cubs are usually in the back. I hope this isn't just a big, gnarly sow with a cub or something. And it wasn't. It was a boar following a sow. And the sow was actually a pretty nice bear. <laughs> so <laughs> so we, got, we got video of these, these bears and stuff, watched them until dark, just where they were, how the country was set up. I didn't feel like I had enough time to make a quality play on the bears. They were constantly moving. They were not... They didn't start, they didn't stop and feed until right before dark. They're just constantly walking all around. This boar was on the south trail. So later, later summer, uh, that bear rut's picking up. So assuming that the activity is going to pick up. But when I see a boar tailing a sow, it's just kind of like the sow moves where it wants. The boar gets close and then the sow gets uncomfortable and then they both move. Yep. Were they still staying? So we talked about. That's pretty much a description of any male chasing a yeah that's true but what i'm saying is we talked earlier about like the little bubble so for example on cole's hunt the Mm -hmm. bears were staying in a smaller area sure sure. are they still in a smaller pocket are they moving more freely this boar didn't let this sow get 100 yards away from him interesting like he and he literally was on the same footsteps as her but it also looks like 100 yards in that country could he see her visually at all times where 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 they were was actually open it was it was really open actually um it was a uh, fern like ferns did you notice at as the male's trail on the female is is he you know using his nose to follow her absolutely. is that what he's doing absolutely nose on the ground um and unless he's right up against her you know then yeah well, I think that's, we all. I think, I, think, I think we all know where the nose goes. Then, yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, so yeah, we we watched these bears the rest of the afternoon and uh, watched them just pulling these trees down and sitting on them and eating the flowers off. So the eating top. the flowers on the New Mexican locust. You you shared a picture of those on the blog and they yeah. got like the those floors are going to range from like light pink to mm-hmm. purple i don't know if that's indicative of the area you were at yeah, yeah but a lot of people know those because the thorns on them oh not yeah so, much. so they're blooming oh. this time of years but man you think cat claw are bad those locusts is like cat claw times 10 man. yeah are take a rose bush <laughs> and make it 18 feet tall yeah, yeah. It, and they then were gnarly i was joking with josh man those bears put those things right in between their legs and the oh yeah see the blooms it's like wow <laughs> yeah they're way tougher than i'll ever be man they were they were just like sitting on them and stuff and and eating all the flowers and everything and so my brother and i were like now we're really pumped sure because now we saw not 
we saw a small bear the night before, but now we saw a really nice bear. Right. And I was confident that we were going to go in there the next morning right there and find at least one of those bears in sure. that area. So went back to camp, got a good night's sleep, got back in there the next morning. Now, and what, what kind of distance from the first bear to the second bear? Because I feel like some people think that in Arizona that maybe bears are spread out over a large range. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, we're talking there's a predominant food source going yeah. on in the area. What kind of distance between the first and second bear? Uh, is it something where the first bear you saw might have been competing with the other two bears or no. not? Well, well, I mean, possibly. I mean, uh, probably the first bear we saw was probably same drainage, uh, about a mile away. From hmm. from the, the, the same in my opinion, that's a long ways in, yeah. in bear terms. Yeah, yeah. So, um, got up the next morning, got in there early again, and uh, probably thirty minutes turned up turned up the uh, a bear, which I think was the sow. Okay. Um, uh, right away, I grabbed my pack. I'm like, let's do it. You know, it's time to get over there. We kind of saw where the bear was going. We start making our way over to where we can actually get down into this drainage because like i said we we're on a bluff so we can't really <laughs> yeah you can't just go off <laughs> you didn't bring your repelling gear no you? not this time josh uh, has really bad luck with navigating bluffs and stuff yeah um <laughs> so uh we, we we go down the way there and we're just about to drop into the drainage and i lose the bear and i'm like ah, now i don't feel comfortable crossing the drainage because i don't know exactly where the bear is right so we stay there, um, turn up the bear again. Bear's feeding off on this little small bench in all this locust brush stuff, right? And I can see the brush moving. I can't see the bear, but I can see the brush yeah. waving back. Another and one forth. of those bear indicators. So yeah. I'm like, okay, that's where the bear is. The bear's feeding. I think that's super important for people that want to do a spot and stock. If you can get a bear feeding, Generally, the bear's not going to go far. No. But in my opinion, that's the only way you're going to get one spot in stock. One of one it, of two ways. We're going to find out the second way. Accidentally yeah. or feeding or the third mystery option. Yeah. 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 So I uh, turned the bear up and then I, I, you know what? Man, dude, I, a lot of times I sit there and uh, I just kind of like lose confidence in myself when I'm about to go on a stock. Sure. Do you sound like Aaron? And uh, because I'm trying to play everything out perfectly and now i'm think now i'm overthinking yeah and um <laughs> you're worrying a little bit yeah no absolutely i'm a well, worry I think it, for sure i think part of that is you just want it to be right right exactly. you want it to be successful yeah. so you're yeah you you're, only have so many opportunities yeah. you're yeah. visualizing what what could come of it so part of you just wants to be successful on it yeah so i mean in the end on that one i thought too much and i ended up not crossing the drainage and about you know 30 45 minutes later now i'm like well now i don't know where the bear is you know what i mean the bear could i started making up all these scenarios in my head the bear could have snuck down this way and he's not they're not up there anymore could have went this way am i going to cross this drainage and waste my time um or should i just stay here and try to find another bear sure so that's about 7 30 at 10 30 i turned the bear back up and it was right where i thought it was (laughs) Like the whole time, it, it was a, and the bear looked like it probably just get, it was just laid down, cuddled up in a brush, got up, sun was on it, time to move, time to go get some water or something. Right. So again, I'm like, oh, let's go, let's you go, know? yeah, bear, you know, the bear's right there, we're back in the game, you know, bears. Um, yeah. But then the bear, but the bear dropped into this drainage, and I'm like, again, oh, 
Dude, now I can't see the bear. I don't know where exactly the bear went. And and just like this you is got a, a one-way ticket right now a, for the bear roller coaster, and you are on it. Front seat. Right, exactly. And this is a long distance, too. So it's not like, oh, it's 200 yards away. Oh, he's right there. I just need to just run over there. You know what I mean? It's going to take me a little bit of time. So Just go over there and shoot it already, yes, Josh. That's all you got to do, right? Yeah. Should have brought the rifle. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, hey, went back to camp. It, you know, it, we had it. We if, had. It. If I had been there this whole time, I'd have been talking to you and shooting it with a gun. I'm trying to. And least. then I would have been like, "No, no, I'm not no. shooting it with a gun." <laughs> so uh, w- there was a, there was thunderstorms rolling in that evening. We wanted to go back to camp to pack up our tent and stuff, so we didn't have to pack it up in the in the rain. Um, we go back, and the whole time I'm like, we were thinking of going somewhere else for the evening. That's interesting though, because. Both Cole and Aaron have been with me when I've done that exact same thing. Yeah. I mean, like, oh, we're seeing bears. Let's go somewhere else. Yeah. Oh, let's let's leave what, bears so to go my, find other bears. That, that, you my, know. my question is, it uh, it's obviously not the fact that you're seeing bears, but why would you have the thought of, let's go somewhere else? Discouragement. Yeah, See, maybe, I, maybe the conditions weren't conducive to... Sp- spot and stock and like so for from what i'm hearing from you now it's like you had some opportunities and yeah. it didn't pan through you had another opportunity it fell through so it's like mm-hmm. man maybe could we get and into I start, some country that's better than and exactly and i start thinking to myself is it is this possible right here yeah it usually but seems to be the terrain it's the terrain yeah. but that, at the same time right there at the same time if you get in and you're that close with bears sometimes we've noticed it's like all right we're just going to pull out of this area for mm-hmm. an evening and a morning or you know and just let it calm down so when we when we want to go back in there, you know our scent maybe is, has yeah. left the valley or something. Sure. You know where those guidelines. You know you might be in a spot where you're seeing three four bears, but you've never had a good opportunity to where it's like okay, well maybe I just need to step back for a little back bit so I can go back so I can go back in yeah. there and really have a good game plan. You know I'm gonna yep. hit it from this angle, this angle, yeah. and you're like set up for that opportunity. Yeah. Uh, so obviously yeah. you guys decided to stay. <laughs> obviously yeah we so we went back to camp did what we wanted to do packed up packed up the tent kind of regrouped got some food and stuff and about I'm, how far from camp to uh where you're hunting just curious uh distance or length distance. of time distance <laughs> yeah because <laughs> i know both yeah <laughs> um uh probably like mile and a half maybe 30, were you guys for you that's 30, 30 minutes, minutes. Were you yeah backpacking or were you guys truck camping? no actually you decided to truck camp on okay. this one yeah shocker yeah <laughs> so yeah that um, is shocking for josh actually yeah well it was like i the, now just side tangent the reason why i didn't backpack hunt There's lots of side tangents in this podcast <laughs> the reason why i didn't backpack hunt because i'd never been there before and i um I kind of just wanted to stay mobile at first, and yeah. I and I figured that if I found a spot that was worthy of packing right. into, then I would definitely do that. But until then, you, you still had all your gear with. Oh you, yeah, right? absolutely. I was we were ready to backpack kind of if we needed to, but it was only thirty minutes from the truck, so why? Yeah, you know what I mean. So I decided I'm like, you know what? Screw this. We're going back right into where we're gonna go, and if I see a bear, it like I was so motivated. To cross that drainage and kill a bear that evening, I'm like, this, we're doing this. We're gonna go back in there and we're gonna see a bear. We're gonna try to make something happen. So got back in there and we pull up to the bluff. We walk up to the bluff and my brother's like, my brother's like, oh, there's some deer down there. Look at that. Oh, they're spooked. We probably spooked them. Yeah. You know, they're yeah. running off. So like a minute later, we we look below us and there's a golden cinnamon bear 
Oh, just no. walking beneath us 129 yards, so my brother saw it. You mean a bear made a noise and scared something below you, and the person you were with decided it wasn't a bear? <laughs> <laughs> we, we, once we saw it, we were like, okay, that's a bear. <laughs> so um, my brother, I started predator calling, trying to get the bear's attention to get him a little bit closer. Sure. Really windy, called didn't, call didn't carry. So my brother grabs his bow, runs around, and tries to head this bear off, and literally starts like running down this super <laughs> oh, steep God. hill this bear never looked at my brother no way he like it was, yeah it was just like so windy you know what i mean mm-hmm. and you know how bears are like unless they're feeding like if they're going somewhere they're going somewhere you know what i mean they, they don't really just mosey he was walking so my brother got down to 80 yards of the bear never had a shot bear walked off my brother's walking up to me and this was really cool for me because this was the first bear my brother ever. He was shaking really? when he came back up to me. Like he, his That's hands what it's all about vibrating, right there, dude. Like yeah. he's like, "Oh, dude, that was so awesome!" I mean, blah blah blah. Eighty yards is close to a bear. Too, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And <laughs> if if you hear a few noises in the background, that's a future bear hunting and the bear <laughs> hunter gotcha. making. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So at that point, I, I'm going to be honest. I was completely content with leaving. because because i got to watch my brother do that right it was really special for me and that that's what people don't get right there that's what people don't get yeah he didn't have to go up there and shoot a bear it was just Just the fact that putting somebody up and get it out there against a bear yeah in their habitat in their world and you you me from the guiding experience on all sorts of different species but you as helping your brother you get to see his emotion and, oh, yeah. and walk back to you in that situation. It's a different experience when you're not the hunter, obviously. Yeah. But nothing replaces that feeling. No, right. Nothing equates to that in, quote, unquote, the real world. Yeah. That was that was really special. That was also the first bear I ever ran after without a weapon. I had a camera in my hand. Yeah. <laughs> so, um... <laughs> So we get back up to our glassing spot and probably 40 minutes goes by and I look down off to my right and I see a black spot and like we mentioned earlier, the first thing that comes into my mind is like, oh, that's another burnt stump. You're like, wait a second, I haven't seen that burnt stump before. (laughs) Yeah. So I looked in the glass and uh, it was a boar mounting a sow. Jeez. Um and he was not letting that sow go, man. This sow, <laughs> like he, the sounds sow, like Aaron last night. <laughs> the sow, is, <laughs> it sounds like Aaron every night, baby. Let's go. The, the sow was trying, like literally walking, trying to get away, and the boar was on top of her, walking with her. She's trying to bite him in the face and stuff, and he's he would like literally grab her by the top of the head, and shove her head like down into a tree, and like just like not just like you're not leaving that's incredible that's not anything i haven't experienced that yet so yeah here it is unfolding in front of you so what's your thought process man you see this and you're probably at this point thinking like wait opportunity right oh well the first thing i did was i started filming it okay so i got it on the phone scope and started filming it and stuff and like five minutes goes by i'm like my goodness they haven't moved 10 yards you know what i mean like they're only about 400 yards away from me as the crow flies so I'm like, Jake, I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to go across this and try to get over there on these bears, you know? So my brother stays up top and I grab my stuff, just go down super fast down this hill, super steep. I get down to the bottom and I realize I don't really know where I am. 
<laughs> I'm like, all I know that I have to get to the top of the ridge in front of me. Right. And just, I knew if I walked down the ridge line that I would eventually run into those bears if, if they were still there. So that's what I did. I got down to the bottom, started going up the top. The whole time I'm going up, I'm actually hoping that I don't walk into them and this boar doesn't get like territorial and come like charging down sure. this super steep hill. So as, you, as you stock up on them, are you are you moving cautiously? Are you using cover? I mean, I'm, are you using these timbers? What is your tactic? I mean, so you know you're trying to cut that distance yeah uh essentially as fast as you can yeah absolutely so you, you have the picture in your head of where these bears at so what's your tactic as you're driving up this hill you're trying to get into a bow range you're yeah. doing this bow and arrow so what's your tactic as you kind of move up that slope so my thing was i knew if i i approached them from the left they wouldn't be able to see me at all based upon where they were okay okay so you you, you want to like use terrain to your advantage little cuts and stuff like that like get in that stuff and like we said, it was timber, so there's not a lot of visibility anyways. Right. Right. Were you – sorry, were you no, worried right. about the wind? I just want to throw that in there. Uh, the you? wind – so the wind – no, I wasn't because the wind was great. It was uh, evening time. Um, the wind was blowing uphill. Okay. Uh, you know what I mean? So I knew if I got up to the top, how the main mountain went, it was, you know, up behind me. The wind would be blowing away from the bears and, you mm-hmm. know. So I get up to the top of the ridge and uh, unscathed. The bear didn't ever charge down at me. <laughs> and uh, I start sneaking down and just taking, you know, three, four steps at a time. And then I looked up ahead of me and I saw a bush move. It, um, and I'm like, the wind's not blowing that hard. You know what I mean? Right. And then I start, I hear uh, this really crazy noise. I hear. <laughs> no way. And I ranged that. It was 40 yards. Holy. And, uh how it was set up there was a big fallen tree in front of me and the and the bears were behind that fallen tree behind a bush so that was the bush that i was watching move so after a while i could see like black moving through the bush and stuff so now i know i'm like they're they're right there that's the bears you know what i mean that's not something else so i make my way up further i get i guess i'm no shot you know what i mean i get up to 30 yards and I just stand there, and I'm watching this boar just manhandle this sow hey, dude. right in front of me. They never knew I was there. He's probably, like, having that feeling, like, is this, like, pinch me. Yeah. You know, no, it was just really happening no, right and, now. And literally, like, again, I'm standing there watching this happen, and I'm like. So what range were you saying when this point's taking place? You say 40 yards? yards? I was at 40 yards when I first saw them, and then I got to 30 yards, and just hung up right and there because how, I'm like, how long have they been doing this? At this point, they had been, the boar had been mating the sow for 45 minutes, I think. Man, stamina. Or about 30, champ, 30, 30, 45 minutes. Because they did this in front of me for 15 minutes. I just stood there and never had a shot. Okay. Okay. So um, I got to watch up close the boar. Like, I was watching their facial features. It was as if she was drowning underneath this fallen tree. She was trying to get up over it, and the boar would just grab her and push her back down. It's like, you're, you're not leaving. You know right. what I mean? And um, I did at one point have a broadside <laughs> shot. When he was up on her? When he was on top of her. And I thought about it for a second, and I was like, 
uh, is that cool? <laughs> that's like the picture that goes around of the elk. That's yeah. Like, yeah. And everyone's like, shoot or don't shoot. Uh, I, so I decided, I, and it was a very narrow, I would have to like slip the arrow just over the fallen log. You know, it's kind of marginal. So I'm like, I'm going to wait. You know right. what I mean? You better make sure you can distinguish which blob is which. Yeah. 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 So um, the sow finally got away. Um, and she walks off to my right. Can't see over to my right at all. Okay. Like completely just vegetation. The boar. Where you're standing is it rather vertical? I'm assuming. It's actually so I'm standing on a on a on a on a spine. Okay, with it so that in the top of the spine is like uh, flat. All right, so um, on either side of me, it drops, and I'm up on the top. How 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 big is the flat area that's in front of you? Probably um, 15 yards wide and 50 yards long, and, okay. and dropping off pretty substantially yeah. on both sides. Yep. So um, the sow is tailing off. What's the boar doing? Is he like spent and done? So or? the boar, yeah. So the boar, uh, he starts walking away, and I'm like, oh, draw my bow. You know, I'm I'm like, okay, I'm gonna get a quartering way shot. Um, nope. He just went over to the tree and sat down like a dog, panting, like the biggest <laughs> smile boy. on his face, yeah. dude. It was so <laughs> funny, and I still don't have a shot. He wants some milk and cookies. The, the fallen tree is still in my way. He's gonna go to sleep. And at this point, dude, like at this point, I'm in my head. I'm like, dude, even if this doesn't work out, amazing. Right. You know what I mean, just so grateful I got to experience that. The sow's over to my right, and I know that the boar, I'm like, I just have the, I don't think the boar is going to let the sow go. Well, especially the way he was acting previously. He wasn't, right. Yeah, no signs. So I start trying to move to my left to try to get a different angle to, so I can shoot this bear while he's sitting there. I move, and I stepped on a stick. The boar lifts his head up, and he looks over towards me, and he stands up on his hind legs. Oh, wow. So I come to full draw. I have my, my pin is on his chest, but the bear is, is slightly turned. So I decided to not shoot. Okay. Now perspective on you is, is the bear level with you below yeah. you above you? He's bear, level with you. Bear is level so like with eye me. To eye, you're eye to eye with this bear eye at this to point. Eye. Yeah. Um, he's so, and he's kind of trying to figure out what's going on. He's standing up on his hind legs, probably for 30 to 40 seconds and sniff and wind and doing all those. Right. Yep. Um, what's your wind doing at this time? Coming right at me. Yeah. So you're, I mean, you're pretty good at that yep. point. Yep. Um, it, it, as long as they can't smell you. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, bear gets back down on all fours and starts walking towards me, towards the fallen tree that's in front of me. Right. And I'm like, uh, uh, maybe I will get a shot at this bear. You know what I mean? So, um, he gets up onto the fallen log, gives me his chest again. He get, he puts his front paws on the fallen log and sticks his chest out at me. And I've come to full draw again. When I get to full draw, though, he lowers his head. Oh, he's, so the, the chest is The gone. chest is covered, so he's trying to figure me out. He's, like, looking at me and stuff. And now we're really eye to eye. Like, there's nothing in between us. What's your distance there after he walked towards you? That was, that, that was probably uh, 25 yards. Oh, oh wow. That's gosh. pretty close. Yeah, super close. Yeah. Um, so I just, I just I let down again. Um, the, the sow is still to my right. Now the fallen log and, and you're, when you're letting down, is the bear having any reaction to you letting down? No, I, I was really, I was just trying to do that slow, dude. 
like just slow no not like any exaggerated movements and stuff like that because if you think about it if you're looking head on at a bearing you draw there's no lateral movement okay so if you stay straight you're gonna you know what i mean depending on your setup you could and if you've shot your bow well enough you you're gonna be able to control yeah. it going down, but yep. you gotta have the mental nerve to be able to do that in that and situation. I'm sure your adrenaline is pumping like crazy at this point. Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I honestly, I don't know. I, what, I know how I've been with the bow in my hand. Like you're, yeah, you're, you're pumping so hard you don't even know what your feet are doing or nothing. Dude, this dude just watched two bears mate for like. 45 minutes <laughs> my heart would be like out yeah. of my chest at yeah, that yeah dude, I, dude. I know you can hear your heart beat in your ears at this point right yeah so um how the fallen tree is set up it goes from left to right now remember i said the sow is over to my right the boar is on the left side of the fallen tree so i know i'm like i think he if he's probably going to walk along the log to go to the sow but so he's, I, he's behind it at this point. No, now he's on it. He's on it. He's completely <laughs> on it. All fours are on there. He's stand, He's up on top of that log looking so it, at me. It's a pretty substantial tree. Yes. Yes. It was a yeah, big, pretty big tree. Um, so I decide, you know what? I'm just going to come to full draw and wait. So I came to full draw when he, he like looked away for He looked at the sow. And I came to full draw. And he starts. I was probably there for a minute, I'd imagine. Like if I had to put a number on it. And then that's what he started walking to the right and gave me a broadside. And so the funny thing about this is my peep was twisted. Oh, no. So, and because I, I forgot, like, I was, I was like, man, I got to go get this taken care of before I leave. I'm like, ah, I'll just twist it before I shoot or whatever, right? Yeah, I forgot that. Because, well, of course, after every, all this takes place, the last thing you think, where's my peep at? Yeah, yeah, so I could barely just make out my pins, right? Um, found, just found his shoulder put the pit put my top pin behind the shoulder i well, school uh, that uh, before you get to that point <laughs> that's a testament to practicing a lot though right and, and knowing the feeling when you get in that perfect position it's almost subconscious when yeah you, when you know you're in the right position to shoot yeah 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 um so chem full draw and i sit there for a long time and the bear moves to the right and gives me a broadside shot. It it was it was slightly quartering too, but it was the best that I had been offered. Yeah. So I put the pin behind there, t tried to t tight to the shoulder, knowing that he, the bear was quartering to me. Shot. I let the arrow go, and this bear literally f like flipped. He like completely did a flip off of the log. It landed down on the ground, just roared through the canyon. My brother was 400 yards above me. I can hear the bear. And just so happened, my brother couldn't see me in the glass, but he just so happened to put the bear in the glass, and then the bear flipped off the log, like right when he looked. Yeah, <laughs> that bear reaction. And if people so, haven't seen it, bears, like, they react to getting shot. It's oh, the yeah. one animal I've seen do it. You hit it with arrow, you hit it with a bullet. They, like, almost, like try to bite it out of them so that yeah. that reaction is that's exactly indication. what he did that's the, the exactly reaction yeah. is a good so indication it's a my, good hit i have a question though with with your shot placement you're going tight to the shoulder yeah where are you holding on that bear because middle f for me it's a little bit different than a deer yeah yeah the bears the, the people uh people screw up shooting bears a lot because the fur is very deceiving as to where the vitals are Okay. And I feel like if you shoot a bear like you shoot a deer, you're going to shoot too low. 
Um, so what I did just to play it safe was I put tight to the shoulder, but middle mass of the body. Not low into that. No. Not low into that uh, shoulder pocket. I, th- I think that's the key is being tight to the shoulder because the vitals on a bear are so much more forward and actually low. If you're you know, shooting for the heart, it's kind of low and tight to the shoulder. But you got to know what low is on a bear. Yeah. Because, and because of the hair, like you said, it you're going to have this perception of the bear is this height. But when you're that close, you have a much better idea of how long the hair is and, yeah. and where your shot placement should be. Yeah, and, and that varies from bear to bear, right? I mean, some that, bears have longer hair than others. So 100%. I mean, some hunters have longer hair than others, yeah. too. <laughs> yeah. That's true. I mean, the bear on your right, that bear has long hair. Yeah. Cole's bear that we talked about on the previous story on its chest and on its head. It looked I mean, like a pit bull the hair did. It, it, it looked short. like it had been shaved off and was like, what, a quarter inch long on places on that bear? Yeah. yeah. So the you, you're you all set. You take your shot. All indications was a good shot. How are you feeling on actually seeing that arrow hit the bear? Uh, <clears throat> I was worried about the whole peep thing because I couldn't see everything when I shot. Based on how the bear reacted, I was pretty confident that I hit where I was supposed to. Plus, it was not far yeah so what's after having shot a bear last year with my bow like after you release that arrow and obviously you see the the physical reaction of the bear what what's your reaction is uh, hopefully it's the same follow-through on any other animal did you have a different follow-through because of your peep did you feel off because of that or anything uh no it happened really fast and like most of the time what i would do with any animal is you know i let the arrow go and then i'm going for another arrow okay just in case i get another opportunity right with this it was so violent what happened the bear like it just flipped off the log busted down the hill couldn't see him okay so didn't have another shot my first reaction after that was i grabbed my handgun because the sow was over to my right still and i didn't know how she was going to react to the the boar getting shot She's nope. probably what, like, thank God. Get would, that, <laughs> that guy out of here. I would have grabbed a handgun. What, what kind of yards. distance was the sow from you to, off to your right? Well, at this point, I don't know. Um, so she's totally I, out of visual side of you. But I quickly found out after that, the boar ran down the hill. I tried to listen to hear if I could hear the boar crash or not. I grabbed my handgun, and I just kind of stand there for a little bit, and I look off to my right, and that sow came out like 15 yards looking at me. And I'm like... You know, I start yelling at her. I'm like, get out of here, blah, blah, blah. She didn't do anything. And you're, you're still, that this is all occurring on top of the spine that yep. you're standing on. Eye level. Yep. So that sow probably was like watching you yes. draw back on this boar. I put an arrow on this boar. Had to have. Yeah, I mean, maybe. I but could, I but I again, the wind the whole time is in your face. Yeah. And no, no reaction to your presence being there really other than the shot itself. Right? Yeah, yep, yep, yeah. Um. So... I yell at the sow. She doesn't move. So then I pick up a rock, and I throw it at her, and I start walking towards her with my hands in the air, yelling at her. And then it was like, when she, it was funny, I, I saw in her eyes when she realized what I was, she like, like, it was like, almost like her head shook. Like, she looked at me like, oh, and then just, just busted down the hill away from me, ran away. Now, you make that comment like she realized what you were. Do you think she actually realized what you were, or she was just scared of you? Fantastic reply to that. Um, I think she was just scared. She didn't. She, what she, probably was happening was she didn't know what I was. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not, I don't think she was like, oh, that's a human. You know but, what I mean? But partly because, it, my opinion on it, though, is where bears live, most of the time, they're not running into humans no. left and right. It's right. Pretty minimal. Yeah. They're so, staying as far away from the places that people go to. Yeah. So we only got so much time left. You, you, you arrow this bear, mm-hmm. and it goes downhill. Mm-hmm. What's your recovery look like? You guys going in that evening to get the bear, or kind of where are you at? Are you getting back with Jake to, to game plan? What, what's taking place? What, what's your time frame on the day at this point? It's a shot the bear at 6 p.m. Okay. Okay. So I go over to... There's some window there, maybe. There's some, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I go over... To my first thing after I scared the sow off, I went over to the, where the I shot the bear to see if I could find my arrow, and the arrow was right there. It zipped. It was probably five yards behind where the bear Complete was standing. Passer. Yeah. My arrow had dark, darker blood on it. Okay, so and I didn't see any bubbles. So I was thinking, and that's why I tried to hit close to the shoulder. Did, okay. Did, did you smell the arrow at all? Did I did. Have any I smell did smell the it? arrow. It didn't have a smell to it, so there was no like. Gut gotcha. smell or Just smelled like blood. Yeah, yeah. Didn't didn't smell like meat, you know. Um, so my now I'm like, okay, I think may, maybe I hit one lung and liver or something like that, which would make sense with your shot presentation. You're talking yeah, about. exactly. So I opted. The the nice were getting mid forties. So going back to the spoilage thing, you had a, a calculation in mm-hmm. your head. You weren't 100% positive of the fatality of this shot. Everything yeah. looks good. Indications. Bear went downhill, which is all good. Yeah. But so now you got this calculation in your head. You're, what's the midnight temperature going to be? What's yeah. it going to be overnight? And obviously you were feeling pretty comfortable that I can get in here first light in the morning, give it a good look, and not lose any of that yeah. bear. So was it like, in August, say, in August hunt when we're doing it with rifles, mm-hmm. did you feel a rush to go in there? Or what, did, well, did you feel that it was totally acceptable to be patient? I felt it was a lot more acceptable to be patient because I knew what the temperatures were. Also, where the bear went was basically a jungle. So there was no sunlight that was hitting down in there. Um, if I would have saw the bear go down, it would have taken care of him right there. Yeah. However, I didn't see that. I also didn't hear the bear moan. Like at his, all his last breath. Yeah, I didn't see, you know, I didn't hear any of that. I didn't hear the bear crash and just you know fall which, which bears definitely do yeah right? and and aaron and cole have both heard that with the bear that i shot and the, the growling and all that noise mm-hmm. and we, we've heard it shooting with rifles too that that roar when they're they're like fighting for life yeah. basically is they're like last little fit and yep. it, it's vocal very vocal um so yeah i decided to back out man i decided you know what it's my first archery bear i'd rather I'd rather I I I wasn't too worried about meat spoilers, but I told myself I'd rather lose a little bit of meat than the whole bear by bumping it too God, soon. That's a nerve-wracking call. Yeah. And so yeah, dude, I went back to camp. Basically, didn't sleep that yeah, night. You're not I, sleeping. When I walked in the next morning with my brother, I I thought I was gonna throw up. Like I was so nervous about a. I hope that the bear is down. B. There's wolves there. Mm-hmm. I hope that the wolves didn't find the bear. I hope the other bears didn't find the bear. Because there was other... We were watching bears walk around. Right. When I went back up to my brother, and after I shot that bear, there was other bears walking around. Lots of predators. Yeah. Uh, you're obviously yeah. hunting an area that's a food source. Yep. And who knows what's going to come in overnight. That 
that had to have been a stressful night sleeping. It was no, it wasn't sleeping. Yeah, it was it was me laying so, there. Yeah. So you and Jake get in there, assuming uh, probably the first thing you guys went went and did was go back to where you shot the bear. You yep. know, where you actually hit this bear. How was your blood and about how far did you have to track to find this animal? Got it. And another question of that too, it, does it look different to you when you go back? <laughs> the next day? You know what's funny is I is I when I went up there, uh, I came up in a different spot and I ended up walking I ended up walking right to where the bear was shot actually instead of where I was there where I shot from. <laughs> so I had to like double take the area real quick. I'm like, oh and I had it marked on my GPS and everything, but like, I was like, oh my goodness, this, that's the log right there. And I could see the chips out of the log from where the bear Rolled off. flipped off of it. We're going to, we're going to follow, we have followed lots of rabbit holes, but what are you using for GPS? Are you using your phone? Are you using a standalone GPS? Uh, are you using a satellite communication device? What are you, what I, are you I use using? a Garmin InReach Explorer. So it's a GPS and a satellite communication device in so, one. So you're marking your waypoints and you can mm-hmm. communicate with it in the same way. Yeah, I failed to mention that. Like after I shot the bear, I marked where I was. Yeah. Like just yeah. you know, shot, you know what I mean? So uh, got on blood like right away. And uh, honestly, it wasn't that hard of a blood trail to follow. <laughs> I was pretty grateful for that because where the bear went, uh, people, and bears are notorious. You always hear like, oh, bears don't bleed a lot you know what i mean well this bear walked through this new growth aspen so the trees were rubbing on the side of the bear so they were basically painted red so i got to follow that all the way down yeah yeah i got to follow it all the way down and probably 70 yards 80 80 yards something like that looked up and saw fur so i started all this with this being like i said your number one thing you had told me you had Number one goal was to spot and stalk, kill a bear with your bow. Yeah. As you approach this animal on the ground, like, where are your emotions at, dude? How, what is kind of running through your head? So I, 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 I probably missed it, but what's the distance? I don't know if you talked about that specifically, but from where you saw the bear to where you actually stalked in on it, what kind of distance as did you have cr- to travel to, to actually stalk that bear yeah yeah yeah. as the crow flies from my glassing spot to where the bear was it was 400 i think 450 yards the distance that i actually traveled um w- which is that's a pretty substantial distance in bear country yeah yeah well that's what i'm saying i go down and then yeah, yeah it was up. like straight down straight up come down on top of them um yeah i mean it wasn't too far but i got over there in like 25 minutes or so so um yeah dude like walking up on that bear, uh, I'd be lying if I said I, I wasn't fighting tears. Well, sure, man. The amount of work that goes into that. I mean, you only you know your experiences. Uh, as a buddy, I know your story from the jump, but mm-hmm. that had to be incredible for you, man. I mean, that it's a heck of an accomplishment. And doing it the way that you did it, um, I'm envious of, you know, I, like I've only really chased bears with my bow for one season and it was predominantly sitting on water and mm-hmm. waiting. I think that's a tactic anybody can do. Yeah. Okay. Anybody can hang a tree stand or set up a ground blind and sit and hunt water and wait for that opportunity like I did. But to physically go like Dylan asked to cut as a crow's fly 450 yards across a canyon. There's so many things that have to go right for this to work. There's also so yeah. many elements that could go wrong that could ruin it for you. So that's absolutely incredible. And you got to share it with your brother, having your family there and you know everything you guys have been through as brothers and all of that. I mean, going back to our episode one, the purpose, like that that's it. Yeah. You know, like oh, there yeah. it is. And you you and your brother have a 
pretty substantial age difference too does does that in in your mind play any difference in your role as the older brother and what he gets to experience with you um well yeah that brings me back to the day before that when you know like hey you're ready to call it quits once he had his his experience you know yeah i that was i was satisfied man like watching him get to do that because i get to like being older you know like i i've i've had a lot of experiences and stuff like that and i i i am planning on having a lot more but with him being so new to stuff and and so like you know everything's green right like he like he wants to experience life and everything and so getting to watch him do that dude like i that was amazing to me so yeah and it's like yeah i'm his big brother so like i kind of want to like i I find help him out it the the friends the family and a lot with friends and family but even even the clients that i've got to guide like it's incredibly hard to portray in a story the feeling that you get on any animal not yeah. not even talking about bears specifically but that feeling when you're in close and and you get to be the one that releases the arrow or pulls the trigger right. it's so different and it's different for me too because i i get to, i get to play spotter a lot of times and direct right. people and and with with Cole's bear and other other things, I I get to be the person in the glass watching, and you don't know what the person, and in this case, a Josh being the person behind the bow, and your brother being back there being the spotter. Like, I know being the spotter what that means to me, and and I speak a little bit for your brother, but I I bet you that that experience will probably actually mean more than his experience killing his bear. Yeah, you know, that was funny. Right after I, <laughs> when I shot the bear, I heard this, like, really weird noise come from up above me. <laughs> it was like, I never heard my brother make this noise before in my life, just, just freaking out. And I got up there and... That's what people don't get about hunting in general. Like, all of us have gone out there and hunted solo, gone, gone and hunted on our own, and it's, and most of us have, have killed stuff mostly on our own, and... It's a different experience when you pull the trigger and you take a life of an animal and you're on your own and you turn around and there's no one yeah. to share the excitement with you. But Arizona, like we use radios, that's how we communicate in the country that we use that we use them in, and it's such a different feeling to the anticipation as the spotter from your brother's perspective had to be unreal. Oh, yeah, he like, because I've been on that end a lot, too, and it's like you're watching a movie. You're like, oh, dude, like when Cole, I was watching you with your bear, Cole, I'm like, dude, this was like a high-intensity yeah. TV show. Going back <laughs> to Cole's hunt, Josh, and, and a point of Josh's character is our, our radio conversations while I'm directing Josh into the bear and Cole's story and trying to get him within range is Josh is coming back, and he's like, if it ever feels like the bear knows I'm here, just tell Cole to shoot it. Yeah. Like, like Josh is, I mean, I feel like that's bear hunting the whole time is it's not, it's not always about you. It's mm-hmm. definitely not always, but particularly when you're way far back and you're with a group of people or you're with family, whatever you're with friends, it's whoever can, can fulfill that moment. Every other person is looking out for the person next to you. Yeah. Man, it's about all you could ask for, and not only experience, but the hunt and what you had 
yeah, Shout that out to that experience was, dude. How big that was, the experience. That's that was worth. <laughs> well, it. that's what I'm saying, dude. Like hearing this story right now just motivated me. Like my next bear is gonna be with the bow, dude. Because <laughs> think about it, if you were hunting with a rifle, though, you yeah. would have never seen that no. that boar and sow going at it at 40 yards. You would have never no. seen the eyes of a bear looking at you mm-hmm. come over that log if you weren't doing it with the bow. It's, it's such a different perspective dude, too. It's crazy. When, when a predator. When a deer makes eye contact with you, when you, when you're within archer range of it, and deer, you feel superior. A deer I looks at you. Superior. A deer looks at me. I'm like, what? You want some of this? I'm gonna mess you up. A deer looks at you, and you're like, oh. The deer realizes there's a predator there. When a predator looks at you, they look at you with this. Uh, particularly bears look at you with almost an inquis- inquisitive expression of right. Yeah. What is this other thing doing in my realm? Why are you here? And should I kill it? Yeah. <laughs> should I kill it or should I run away? Yeah. Should I be afraid of this thing? And For sure. if you're Josh with a bow, you should be afraid of it. Yeah. We, uh, man. Although I have to say, I'm a little disappointed you didn't shoot it four times. Yeah, <laughs> it's all right. Well, at the end of the day, the bear died and didn't yeah, go yeah, far. Yeah. So it's all ethical. You guys got any, we covered a tremendous amount of stuff in this episode. You guys any got any closing comments or anything else you guys want to add? Man, just kind of final thoughts on the podcast. I, all of us in this room, we have an incredible obsession for bears. And part of that is because of the state we live in and the season structure that we have. We get a lot of time to hunt these animals. But I think it's an animal that's so misunderstood from the general public. And they think it's this big, fuzzy, furry, amazing teddy bear creature that you get as a child and that they live in the forest and they do their own thing and yeah they do and particularly in arizona they live in remote and wild places for the most part but monsters are real they look like bears yeah (laughs) they look like bears and cats and these are animals that to me uh, personally i have an obsession with hunting them that's so very different from hunting antlered game you know, we, we see a deer from year to year, and we're like, oh, okay, you know, that deer is just under the tier that I want to shoot. I think I'll let it live the next year. It'll probably be here the next year, and I can, you know, draw this tag relatively soon, and, and I'll come back and shoot it when it's bigger. With a bear, it's a totally different relationship when you're out there hunting that animal. It's totally different feeling when you pull the trigger. Totally different feeling, the the whole anxiety of the hunt. And talk about a hunt that no matter what season you're in, whether it's an over-the-counter season and you're hunting with a, a pistol, a muzzleloader, a, a rifle, or with a bow, and with the draw tags with the bow, it's, to me, it's a totally different feeling than being out there and chasing something with right. antlers on it. I don't, I, and Josh could talk about that specifically too, the, the difference between shooting something that's, got paws on it and, and almost bears it doesn't matter when you glass up a bear even if you're in the middle of a, a, a prime rut elk hunt or a mule deer hunt or a coos deer hunt and it's like the best tag and you, you took 10 to 15 years to draw this tag whatever when you see a bear you stop and you watch every activity that that bear does <laughs> yeah, because I'm watching the bear you don't know what that thing's gonna do yep Yep. I don't. I can't tame my bear obsession, man. I mean, no. it's just it's there. But I think with the more you get out and do it, the the more likely you are to get hooked on it. And our our circle's small, but it's mm-hmm. it's all the same guys that are super into it. So, um, 
Real quick, again, we talked about this with Cole's bear, and just to give some people some perspective, I shot the bear at 6 p.m., got to it at 5 o'clock, 5.30 the next morning. The bear was still riggered, okay, so um, made the right call. I I did hit him in the liver and and one lung, Um, got the bear taken care of. Got back to the truck by 11.30, I think it was. 11, something like that. Don't look at me. I wasn't there. Um, <laughs> got That's when I got it on ice. Okay. I, we boned the bear out. Got back home and had the bear processed by like 6, 7 p.m. Okay. So, so you're post-rigor when you're processing the meat, though. Uh, Well. At that point. It was, it so was boned did, out. Did, so. <laughs> You you boned it out in the field though because of where you killed it. Yeah, yeah. Just a, bears have thick, heavy bones and, and stuff. Uh, and that's a little note though. Like, if you kill an animal that's in rigor and you can get it back to the truck, Real, in, in what does prime, rigor mean to somebody that doesn't know what that? So is? Sorry, rigor mortis. Yeah, I understand what it means. Right. But let's like give uh, give let, somebody let, like let, let Josh address what what rigor is specifically. Rigor, rigor is uh, it's it's rigor mortis. You know, so when you kill an animal, they're limp, right? right. They're well, for lack of a better term, we'll say they're floppy, yeah. okay? Then they get stiff. When they're stiff, this is rigor mortis. After rigor mortis, they get floppy again, okay? This is when they pass rigor mortis. So th- that's kind of how I knew, okay, this bear hasn't been dead that long. Right. You know well, what I mean? Ideally, you would take the meat off the bone, either pre-rigor or post-rigor, to ensure that it, you're... The, tenderness. The, the, yeah, tenderness yeah. of the meat that... And in a bear, you're going to cook it fully. You're, you're, you're expecting to cook every cut of meat on that bear well done because of trichinosis and trichinellus viralis, uh, other, uh, you know, parasitic the issues. Wormies. Yeah, you, you don't want to get parasites from, from predators, eating predators. So you're going to do it, even with the deer, post or, or pre-rigor. And during rigor, if, if you have to take it off the bone, that's generally dictated by the terrain you're in. You have to take right. off, do what you have to do to get that yeah. meat out, and it's going to be usable. But don't expect meat to be, you know, real supple and tender and and fall off the bone if you're taking it off the bone when it's in that rigor stage. Right. right. So well, uh, thank thanks to all you guys for getting together and sharing those stories and those tips uh, to all the listeners out there. We really appreciate everybody that has tuned in so far. Please keep the feedback coming. Um, it's been awesome kind of as the show has progressed. We have been getting more feedback from the listeners. We want to hear it. For example, in this episode, we really mixed in some questions that we were getting from some of the listeners. So please feel free to reach out to the show. If you are enjoying what you're hearing, maybe tell one of your friends, uh, like the podcast, leave a comment, or just reach out to us and say, hey, we enjoyed that aspect. Or maybe if there was something that you didn't like in the show, say, hey, you know, we want you guys to be more specific on this. If you guys got any other closing comments? Oh, man, thanks for putting this all together. It was awesome. Nice talking. Yeah. Other than that, have a great night.